existence is a grand symphony, its melody enriched by the harmony of modern comforts, a testament to our ingenuity, creativity, and sheer resilience. Every flicker of light, every hum of an engine, every pulse of the digital ether underlines our ceaseless drive to advance. Yet today, we find ourselves at a critical crossroad, dictated by a narrative woven by our legacy institutions that form the core of mainstream consciousness. This narrative advocates for a course that isn't in keeping with the consistently ambitious path humans have trodden so far in order to build the life you know it is fundamentally regressive and anti-human. The proposition? An acceptance of diminished living standards for the supposed collective good, spurred by the omnipresent spectre of an alleged climate crisis. This crisis, which has shifted focus consistently over time as deadlines expire, we are told, is so dire, so imminent, that it calls for us to surrender the comforts accumulated through our technological prowess. Yet it is here we must pause and critically assess this narrative. The Earth's climate is a living, breathing entity, perennially in flux. This adaptability is the essence of our planet, continually shifting and evolving. There is no question that we must strive for sustainability and curtail unnecessary pollution. It seems reasonable that we are absolutely doing something to affect it. However, designating this ceaseless change as a crisis plays into the hands of those with ulterior motives, those who profit from the fear and uncertainty such a narrative breeds. They condition us to accept radical changes to our lifestyles under the noble banner of environmental protection, subtly nudging us towards a future of reduced aspirations and diminished quality of life. We're offered solutions such as solar panels and wind turbines, symbols of renewable energy. The principles they stand for, harnessing the boundless power of the sun and wind, are indeed commendable. However, they are inherently fickle, contingent on the whims of weather, thus providing energy sources that, while clean, are inconsistent. Moreover, the environmental impact of manufacturing, installing and disposing of these technologies is often overlooked, perhaps deliberately in the discourse. The extraction of rare earth minerals needed for wind turbines and electric cars inflicts considerable environmental damage. Similarly, the production of solar panels involves harmful chemicals, some of which are potent greenhouse gases that contribute significantly to global warming. Bad, surely, if we're consistently applying this crisis narrative. Countless studies have delved into these aspects, illuminating the stark reality of these so-called sustainable solutions. Even if we assume the crisis narrative is correct, are these the solutions we seek? Shouldn't we strive for better, instead of accepting a flawed status quo? Enter nuclear power, a potent yet largely underutilized technology that, although not perfect of course, offers unparalleled reliability and scalability. Detractors often reference past nuclear disasters as cautionary tales, and rightly so. But we must remember that technology is not static but evolves, learning and improving from past mistakes. Modern nuclear technology, particularly small modular reactors, SMRs, and Generation 4 reactors, offers a safer, more efficient alternative. These advances promise to usher in an era of reliable, clean energy, unhindered by meteorological whims. However, our gaze shouldn't rest solely on nuclear power. The horizon of energy sources is vast and promising. Hydrogen, the so-called fuel of the future, holds immense promise. Although not fully efficient at present, hydrogen fuel cells offer a clean and renewable energy source. Furthermore, the fledgling field of fusion power, despite its myriad challenges, may one day provide practically limitless clean energy. 
These are not mere dreams, but the fruit of human genius, demonstrating our unwillingness to settle for mediocrity. To actualise this vision, however, we need more than just public support. We need systemic changes, policies that promote and financially back these promising technologies. Governments and corporations must invest in these technologies not for immediate profits, but as custodians of our shared future. These leaders must learn to see beyond the self-interest of the next news cycle or the short horizon of their own careers to generational investment, to do the actual jobs we pay them to do, to be serious people. Public-private partnerships can be instrumental in this regard, providing necessary funding, resources and political backing. A society grows great when old men plant trees in whose shade they shall never sit. Yet, amidst this discussion, we cannot overlook a fundamental ethical issue. The push for net-zero emissions and the cessation of fossil fuels use primarily emanates from developed Western societies. These societies, having exploited these energy sources to fuel their ascent to dominance, now seek to inhibit their use globally, particularly in less developed societies like those in Africa. This posture raises a moral conundrum. Is it right for these developed societies who have reaped the benefits of fossil fuels to deny less developed nations the same path to progress? Who are they to dictate what free but less developed nations can or cannot do for their people? This is the argument you will never hear in the mainstream, the same mainstream that is so concerned with racism, cultural appropriation, white saviorism, and the like. Put on your geopolitical realist hat and this stance reeks of a strategic manoeuvre to keep less developed nations in a state of reliance and dependency. It preserves the global strategic advantage of developed societies while hindering the potential growth and development of emerging economies. This tactic, subtly masquerading as environmental consciousness, cannot be ignored in our discourse. Our journey, as a species, has been one of relentless pursuit of better living standards for all. Our technological prowess has been the driving force behind this march. To capitulate now, to willingly accept a decline in living standards and the inevitable technocratic solutions that will shackle us to them under the guise of an inflated crisis is a disservice to our potential and a betrayal of the promise we hold as humans. The narrative that living standards must be lowered for our planet's survival is an affront to our collective intellect. We should not be seduced by fear but march forward with resolve. Guided by the beacon of innovation and creativity that has always lit our path, we can create a future where sustainability does not mean sacrificing our hard-earned comforts, but ingeniously reimagining them. The promise of human creativity is far too potent to surrender to fear. We've never settled for mediocrity before and we mustn't start now.